0: You're listening to the Florida Woman Podcast. I'm Nathan Simpson.
1: What is that supposed to be?
0: That's like if I was a media professional.
1: Oh, no, it sounds bad. Sounds bad? Yeah. You do it. This, okay. Live from NPR News, I'm Giles Snyder.
0: That's just your guy that you like when you listen to that fucking brainwashing liberal <laughs> propaganda. <laughs>
1: Okay, but isn't it fascinating? <laughs> everyone else is sort of even keeled, and this Giles Snyder fellow he like la- it's like a warning. you wake up and he's like, mm, well, you we don't know, <laughs> I just really like it
0: so you d- do yours, do your version of that okay. like
1: live from my living room. this is Kelsey Simpson.
0: that's good that's yeah. good. you don't like. You're listening to the Florida Woman Podcast. That doesn't sound professional to you?
1: Mm, I mean, it's professional, but, you know, it's not cool
0: Live interesting. Live from my living room, I'm Nathan Simpson.
1: We're live in the studio. (laughs) Oh, we could go. Yeah, yeah, we could.
0: Let's get a soundboard.
1: (sighs) And we could do air horn
0: noises and, like, fart noises and truck sounds and stuff. (laughs) Yeah, just do a
1: throwback. We'll pretend we're on live radio in 2000.
0: You're listening to f florida Woman <laughs> Podcast.
1: <laughs> we're in the studio with Giggles and...
0: The dirty bitch. The
1: slut. <laughs> there was always like one girl. I'm
0: Giggles and this is my partner, the
1: slut. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay, so you guys... She sucks cocks. <laughs> my mother got attacked by Florida Man today.
0: Florida Man attacked Kelsey Ann's mother today. Florida Man decided to take an ungodly amount of heroin and nod off while driving and crash straight into the front of your mother's car in yeah. Sarasota, Florida, in broad daylight.
1: Yeah, dude. Jesus Christ, dude. She's fine, but the car's fucked up.
0: She, I mean, yes, thank God she's fine. But yeah, the car, the whole front of the car got like absolutely bashed. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't help that... Okay, so let's paint a picture of this guy, right? He was dressed in like a fucking velour tracksuit. Uh, he had like... That had, like, an embroidering of, like, if Bart Simpson was a black guy yeah, on that's,
1: it. Yeah, yeah. It
0: was no actual specific character from The Simpsons, but it was, like, the shape the, of Bart.
1: Of, the shape but of but a with Simpson.
0: Like, yeah, with, yeah. like, ebony skin yeah. on it for some reason. It was
1: really, and it had, like, a deep V. It was, like, jersey material, too. It was, like, football. It I thought it was very a velour
0: tracksuit. Like, you had to zip it up.
1: Well, he was wearing that on top, but this oh, was the shirt yeah. underneath. Oh,
0: you're right. Okay, okay, okay. And
1: the pants were leather. Okay. And he had
0: he was iced out. He had oh yeah. he had a big necklace on. Yep. Obviously, he had a big beard.
1: Yeah, big beard. long beard. Wrap around sunglasses.
0: Yep. Wrap around sunglasses that were falling off his face as he was like struggling to remain seated upright <laughs> yeah. on the grass. Next he did to the that. Side her- of the road. He did
1: that zombie heroin thing where you just slowly fall backwards. And you're trying
0: really hard, as hard as you can to sit up, but you can't. So you're <laughs> just fall, inch, succumbing to gravity.
1: backwards, yeah. You're just being Ugh. pulled slowly down. And the police officer's like, sit up. And he's like, uh.
0: And he couldn't do it, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, 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 this and guy... And his fucking
0: glasses are sliding off his face. They're reflective, like bright yellow reflective mm-hmm. glasses. This is Florida, man. Yeah, this he had gauges Florida, in his
1: ears. He had these shoes oh. with
0: like these metal spikes on the top the of The bottom
1: one. row of his teeth were gold. Did you know? Oh my that? God, he had grills, yeah. of
0: course. And he had this like shitty, stupid, fake Gucci bag that, yeah. you know, like... Just the dumbest It was fucking... really ugly. And guess what? Okay, so... All right, all right. So we're describing this guy. He was driving a Jeep that had been, like, a Jeep 4x4, I think is what you call it, that had been, like, custom modded out to have, like, spider webs all over <laughs> it. And then the the grill, like, on the front bumper had, like, a crowbar attached to it. Mm-hmm. So it that shit, like, punctured the front of your mom's car it and, like, ripped it. it off. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah. And that thing's old, too. I don't think she's going to be able to get replacement parts mm-hmm. for it, Daddy easy thank god she's okay thank know, god and I he i mean he's not okay but the car crash didn't hurt him
1: no so but, so he's yeah so he's physically well i almost said he's physically fine i mean i guess he's not well he's but, not because so my mom was all csi miami like she's recording everything she's asking questions she's yeah taking she photo. sent us
0: like probably 15 minutes worth of videos yes, from this incident yes like
1: and he's like a well, he had drug dealer energy. Oh, definitely,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, second
1: of all, he's he has a thick Russian accent. Yeah,
0: his his name was Nikita. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and he's like going on about how his wife used to work for Progressive Insurance and yeah. it should be fine. Yeah, yeah. And like my mom's like, can I just have your insurance card, yeah, please, it's, buddy?
0: It's your mom's <laughs> voice, like, uh huh. Yeah, she goes, gotcha. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's she's like, yeah, got it. Okay. And then he goes like, well, thankfully it was not a strong collision, not that strong of a collision. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yeah, it basically ripped the front half of my car off.
1: <laughs> he was like, oh,
0: oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and he just like, here's the thing, like that video, if you watch it in order, that video, he's like slurring his words and like struggling to stay awake. But then... As the videos progress, he gets worse and worse. So when he hit Kristen, he was on the uphill slope. Like he was going into his heroin experience. Yeah. His fucking heroin journey.
1: Because then we have this slow creep, the slow creep downward into the uh, grass. It was And crazy. then. So. I think he must have well obviously either failed a, a field sobriety test when the police yeah, yeah. got there or well, refused one so DUI, they arrested yeah. him and my mom has a video They put him put him in handcuffs they're putting him in the back of the police car uh-huh. and in the back of the police car got even worse he fucking overdoses like, like really he overdoses flatlines. He, like, dies. he codes
0: yeah so they have to give him then well, it's narcan then they rush him into right? the yeah they That's rush him the into the shot? EMT
1: uh-huh truck the ambulance the ambu-
0: yeah the emt <laughs> truck yeah. no they pull his handcuffs off yeah. and they fucking stab him in the chest with the narcan yeah which i believe is the um, the adrenaline shot it is to like go oh and like revive you back to and life
1: they're taking him to the hospital instead
0: crazy i mean like dude. i do wish
1: this guy well like i hope you get better
0: i mean yeah but cosmically don't, don't but, like,
1: black like, out Jesus while Christ. driving on the highway yeah How about? a few
0: consequences are about mm-hmm. to head his way i believe yeah good god dude
1: but we are talking about drugs today on the podcast. Are we? Yes, we are.
0: What's our subject? This today, is baby? a
1: classic fraud app, I'd say.
0: A fraud app? Yeah. There's so many of those. I know. In Florida.
1: So I'm, so I'm many, calling like this like one. So many infinite
0: episodes. That's part of why this, this podcast is so much fun to do, is because you never run out of crazy shit happening. The
1: content doesn't stop. It keeps
0: creating Florida itself.
1: Florida is a content generator. Seriously? Yeah. I'm calling this Florida, the recovery capital of America. Kenny Chapman and the Sober Home Scheme Born of the Opioid Crisis. Oh,
0: no. A sober home scheme? Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: This is the sober home of nightmares. Oh,
0: fuck, babe. All right. Enlighten me.
1: One night. So, one night, the mother of Skylar, okay, an addict in recovery Uh in Florida, Mm -hmm. gets a phone call from a woman. Okay. And and because her son's an addict, she picks up random numbers. She's she gotten
0: important calls from random
1: people before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So she picks up the phone mm-hmm. and the woman on the other line says, I just escaped from Kenny Chapman's sober home. He locks the windows, he locks the doors, he bolts everything shut, he takes our cell phones. I'm calling because Skyler wouldn't come with me because he didn't want to be homeless. But they're feeding him drugs in there. And I'm afraid he's going to overdose and die. You have got to get him out of this house.
0: Holy shit. What a call to action.
1: Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, she just lays it all out. Can you imagine getting that phone call?
0: No, that's intense.
1: Skyler's mom. I would
0: be very grateful to receive that phone call. I know, me too. That kind of sounds like your experience at Chicago Lakeshore Hospital. (sighs) Yeah. The hospital that kidnapped you when you were 22, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So in 2017... This is when this all blows up, okay? Uh-huh. 2017. Kenny Except for Chatman. you
0: were never an addict.
1: I know, I know. Yeah. I wished I was, though, at that time. Because, see, at the hospital, there was two wings. There was yeah. the Looney bin wing right. and the detox wing. Right. And the the people in the drug wing were cool, okay? <laughs> I, I would, right, obviously. I would see them in the dining hall, and they, they looked and acted so different from the... Yeah. fucked up people that I was stuck with. Yeah, no And I was shit. like, if I was only an addict, I feel like this would just be going a lot <laughs> smoother.
0: And they fucking baker acted you just because you needed therapy. Yeah. It was crazy. I think we've told the story on the pod. We have. It was it's, an it's insurance fraud one. scam. It was very bad.
1: And so is this.
0: Ooh, We're going to find
1: talent. more similarities to my personal experience. Let's go. A bit. So in 2017, Kenny Chapman would ultimately plead guilty to a multi-million dollar conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud money laundering, and sex trafficking. Oh, no. After people start dropping like flies at his sober homes.
0: Oh, no. And
1: his drug recovery center, Reflections.
0: (laughs) Reflections. He would
1: get 27 (laughs) years. His wife, Laura, would get three. Fuck. Okay, who is Kenny Chapman? I'm going to show you a picture. Now, you you paint us a visual picture.
0: I'd be happy to. Okay, Kenny Chapman looks like a... Nigerian businessman he's got a very shiny well manicured bald head uh, he looks handsome and tall middle aged black dude um, w- constantly wearing suits like he's got like business executive attire yeah or like there he's wearing like a very tight Fred Perry polo Um, is that a tattoo I see on his arm
1: mm. He's kind of yeah. buff. Yeah, he's buff.
0: He's kind of buff. He's
1: an ex personal trainer.
0: He's a handsome guy.
1: Mm-hmm. He's a yeah, handsome guy. He's in good shape.
0: So. With a smart business mind, too.
1: And his wife. Now, let me try to paint a picture of his wife here. Please. His wife seems to me and takes one to no one like a white lady who wishes she was Latina.
0: Take takes one to know
1: one. <laughs> well, I had that phase in eighth grade where I dressed like a Puerto Rican.
0: Well, that's because you were going to school and all your friends were Puerto Rican. I
1: know. I know. I know. I'm just poking a little fun at myself. There's a particular <laughs> type of bitch, especially in South Florida, where it's like she wears her hair curly, even though it's like really hard for her to do so. Yeah, sure. Like back in the day, and Laura's still doing it, you mm-hmm. would, you would you know, take a shower, your hair would be wet, then you'd take a lot of hair gel. Even on straight, fine, regular yeah, blonde yeah, hair yeah, like yeah. mine, uh-huh. and you'd you'd take the hair gel and the hair, and you'd go up and you'd make these little handfuls, and then you'd be creating these <laughs> curls out of nothing, <laughs> oh but they'd God. be cr- absolutely crunchy.
0: I, you know, I always wondered what that was.
1: Mm-hmm, that's how to I've do seen it. the
0: shiny, crispy, curly hair thing before. I always wondered what that was. Yeah, fascinating.
1: Anyway, interesting gal. She was sort of a part of it. So, a little background on Kenny Chapman, just to get us started. Please. Um, Kenny Chapman was born in 1971 in New York, New York. Oh. City so nice you had to name it twice. Greatest city in the baby. world.
0: Baby. In, in the early
1: 2000s, uh, Chapman moves to Florida. And a clear path is emerging here. Yes, the pipeline. The pipeline. The pipeline. Uh, we see all the signs of, of a fraudster in the making here. You sure do. Um, and. In 2008, he pleads guilty to federal charges for running a credit card fraud scheme. Uh, Now, remember Mikey DiPolito from our Dahlia DiPolito episode? Sure do. He also moved, well, his was Philly, Uh but from Philly to Florida and then pled guilty to credit card fraud.
0: Damn, yeah. Well, I was just
1: seeing a pattern. Like, this is how it starts, you know? You go to Florida because you're interested in a in a fresh start. You're interested in, a, you know, maybe got into a little trouble in your of hometown. Course. You're and turning you're turning a new page. Turn a new leaf. And then, you know, the credit card fraud. and Opportunity the, comes the a knocking. Fraud. You know, there's yeah. fraud
0: in the air. You get a little whiff of the air. You go, hmm, you know, like, there's a lot of old people down here. Not great uh, memories. Not great, <laughs> you know... They're losing their logical faculties. They, they've got a lot of credit cards. Maybe I could get a couple credit cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's it?
1: Yeah. So he starts out there. And then after that, uh, he founded a car dealership.
0: Okay. Yeah. Which um, <laughs> this d- makes sense didn't take
1: off. But then he opened a gym and yep. he became a personal trainer. Cool. And that is where, according to his old websites and online posts, he got interested in the journey to recovery.
0: The journey to recovery. Not personal
1: recovery, just other people's recovery. Yeah, because
0: he's not an addict. Mm-mm. Okay.
1: So now we're in 2010, and the Affordable Care Act is passed. Yes. And this matters because under this new federal law, insurance, even Medicaid, is required to pay for addiction treatment. Right. That okay. means detox, rehab, and outpatient.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh.
1: Well, well, well. <clears throat> That's where Florida perks up its little ears Uh and they say insurance has to pay for rehab? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Let me give you a little breakdown on why this is important. So, okay. Detox is detox, right? Detox requires a medical facility, no doubt. Right. But what is rehab really?
0: Good question.
1: Past the detox stage.
0: Good question.
1: So, Florida decides it's going to skin this cat a little differently. Okay. And, you know, we've, we've never been accused of being inside-the-box thinkers. No, definitely as, as not. As everyone who listens to this podcast already knows. Uh-huh. So Florida says, okay, instead of checking into a rehab after detox, let's have most addicts live in a communal situation in residential neighborhoods in our towns, and we'll call them sober homes. And this way, um, patients will attend outpatient facilities for treatment, but they'll live in a house with each other. Okay. And each sober home will have a, a, a supervisor or a, a non-addict that um, lives with them like a, like a dorm mother.
0: Ah, uh, enter our hero.
1: <laughs> this was designed to make recovery cheaper for Uh the rehabilitators, right? Because a rehab facility, I mean, you can't cut corners on a detox facility, but on a rehab facility, you would normally have, you know, the rent for this big building, this big medical building. You'd have all these doctors that you'd be paying daily, you know, right. because the the patients are staying daily. You'd be feeding that the patients you'd be, you know, right So the state of Florida really was expensive. like,
0: there's no fucking way we're gonna be paying for all that. Yeah. Yeah, got it So
1: they're like, it'd be cool. And you know, like listen, like it'll acclimate them better to life You know,
0: it'll be cool. It'll be like living in the dorms again. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That um, Actually is what that sounds like by the way living in the dorms is fucking wretched it's a yeah. wretched experience. I would never go back I to that. I fucking hated it, dude.
1: Yeah. But they're like, you're, you're sort of like easing the addicts into the world again, right? Instead of institutionalizing them. and, and you, you know. Sure.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. Except for like the whole purpose of the whole thing is to cut corners and not have to pay for actual rehab.
1: Right. So you can see the myriad of ways in which this would go wrong.
0: Of course I can.
1: So Florida law designates sober homes as, get this, mm-hmm. housing for the disabled,
0: Housing for the disabled.
1: And that prevents local officials from regulating them. What? Okay, because they're not designated as medical facilities because they're not medical facilities. Oh,
0: meaning there's no like governmental oversight.
1: No.
0: Fuck. Florida hates governmental oversight. I'll tell you what.
1: <laughs> so there's
0: anything they can privatize. Yeah,
1: there's no regulation. Yeah. There's no certification. there's no registration and and most often there's no supervision or at least there's no stipulation that you must provide supervision that was just the idea
0: that's fucking crazy so what do you need to have four walls a roof and some good intentions yes wow that's it
1: like you could open a sober home today in the state of florida <laughs> <laughs> you just need a home you it just prob- need they a- probably
0: didn't even do like a background check on any of these people because uh, this guy had already been charged with i know felony fraud
1: yeah
0: a federal offense and he gets to open up a sober home. Yeah, oh, all you is need
1: is minimum three bedrooms. That's all they. That's all they. <laughs> three bedrooms. You need bedrooms. three bedrooms and two baths, and, and then they'll dream. be like, "Great, it's a sober home."
0: Holy fucking shit, dude! Yeah. Wow, and you can charge their insurance mm-hmm. for anything you want.
1: Yep. Wow. Wow. So in 2012, it's while- like,
0: it's like begging to be defrauded. Is that really what this? Do you think that Republican lawmakers put this in place just to like? make Obama look like an idiot for doing the ACA.
1: I don't know. This
0: is kinda how politics works, like, because this is on the face, such a stupid idea that it almost seems like it was intentionally built to fail. You know?
1: (laughs) I know know. it does seem like they're like, well we'll show him.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll find
1: the loophole. Ugh.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So in twenty twelve, while Chapman is still on federal probation.
0: A seriously
1: He's seeing this system already in play. Like, I mean, he wasn't at the ground floor of mm-hmm. this phenomenon of sober homes. Right. Um, but he's seeing this system that's already working. Yeah. And he's like, I could put myself into this. Like,
0: Yeah, he, he literally wanted to get in on the so action. So he
1: steps into a game that's already hot in South Florida, okay? Shit. Yeah. And South Florida is the epicenter. Um, so he rents a few Dingy ass little houses mm-hmm. in the Pompano Beach area, which is just north of Fort Lauderdale. He
0: doesn't even buy them; he rents them. Rents them. Oh my god!
1: And begins to operate them as sober homes. Again, this man is on probation.
0: Yeah, like where's where's his fucking uh, probation? Officer? And
1: he names his sober homes Stayin' Alive."
0: Stayin' alive. <laughs> yeah. Oh dude. Mm-hmm. Oh dude. And a bunch of people died in them. Yeah. Hilarious.
1: So, how you make money with a sober home is, of course, charging rent. Uh-huh. But that's just being a landlord. I mean... Yeah, exactly. You You're could just, just a yeah. be a landlord without a sober home designation.
0: Yeah, exactly. But
1: the real money comes from ponying up with local drug treatment centers, detoxes, mm-hmm. rehabs, to the extent that they... Mostly outpatient facilities. hmm and diagnostic testing centers or labs. Offering to send them your residence in exchange for kickbacks. Essentially brokering Uh, their bodies for cash. So why do these people want addicts so badly? Like what, like, (laughs) why do they want these people's bodies?
0: Think about it, listener.
1: Badly enough to pay Kenny Chapman and the like cash to folks who refer them to patients,
0: so it literally was just cash. You would just get money for sending mm-hmm. these people in the office,
1: mm-hmm. insurance payouts
0: exactly.
1: So okay, now we're gonna we're gonna leave that for a second and come back to it. We're gonna meet someone named Mercedes Smith, a former drug addict and former like sober home survivor. Yeah, because <laughs> these places are wild. Yeah, it's not just Kenny's house. Yeah, um, and she says, "quote anybody with an insurance policy down here." Meaning in Florida, is more valuable than anybody without one.
0: Exactly. Oh, that's she says so that diabolical. sober homes
1: com- compete with one another mm-hmm. to get addicts, dude, with good insurance.
0: So this is—I mean, like I've been holding on to saying this for a while, but I'm gonna—I'm gonna say it right now. You see, right? Why nobody wanted the opioid crisis to end. Why it's still going on now. Yeah, Why nobody wanted to take it. Johnson & Johnson to court. Nobody wanted to take fucking um, Pfizer to court. Yep. You know, it's these people, these people wanted the game to keep going. Everybody was making money on it.
1: Yeah, not just Johnson & Johnson. Exactly.
0: It trickled there, down I'll Look trickled at down all economics. of the other industries. that they, they depend on more addicts being created all the fucking time. Yep. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Including rehabs. Rehabs are making money off of addicted people. Yes. AKA their business model is we need addicts.
0: It's fucking insane.
1: And if they just cure all the addicts or the opioids stop being prescribed, yeah. they're out of business.
0: And nobody fucking cares that the entire state of Rhode Island is like fucking falling <laughs> over yes. on their bicycle. Yes. You know, nobody fucking cares that the entire middle part of this country is being rotted out like a fucking... Dead tooth, um, or no one cares that shit.
1: fucking Nikolai Lechkevitz fell asleep at the wheel on literally a heroin overdose, yeah, and, and crashed his souped-up jeep into, into my. It's your mom. fucking
0: mom. Oh no, exactly. Nobody, nobody gives a shit because they got theirs. Yeah, but it's like it goes so much bigger and wider than just those drug companies who, yes, did have to go to court, but. Is the payout that they that they gave really commensurate with the fucking damage that they've done? Yeah. No. Obviously Even think not.
1: about like the people who make Narcan. Like I don't know who that is, but I wonder what pharmaceutical company makes that. Oh, the good more question. people that overdose, the more money they make on their Narcan. Yeah, you know? literally. Okay, anyway. So she says that sober homes compete with one another to get addicts with good insurance, which by the way is why I stayed for an entire seven days at Chicago Lakeshore hospital. Cause I was still on my parents' insurance. I wasn't 26. So they, my, my parents have great insurance. So they specifically knew to target me and that it wasn't just going to be a 24 hour hold. Like I was promised. They kept me on bogus prom uh, on for bogus reasons. Yeah, they- including keeping me as a quote flight risk, meaning I couldn't yeah. even go on walks. Yeah, literally Um, for seven days, and that's because I had good insurance, and they were getting so much money exactly for me staying on that stupid little cot with that <laughs> that <laughs> fat lady who kept telling me how she killed her husband. Oh
0: my god, I know. They were squeezing you like an orange. Yeah,
1: and they billed my insurance for shit that I didn't even get.
0: Like what? That was the best one.
1: Diabetes medication. Yeah,
0: you don't have diabetes. No.
1: A broken ankle. A broken ankle.
0: You were simultaneously a flight risk and you had a broken ankle.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Explain that. that.
0: Explain that shit. Mm hmm. The, to me, one of the most infuriating moments when going through that paperwork that we had to go pick up that one time was that the fucking doctor, like, checked a box that said low IQ. <laughs> I know it's so fucked up i mean it's insulting and it's funny but it's also because like so now anybody who reads your it's official medical paperwork the doctor said oh she's stupid basically saying don't believe anything she says and
1: because they had to transcribe what i was saying there had to be someone else in the room transcribing and so it's all in the documents that we collected and it's all me saying I am being held here against my will. Yeah, exactly. I wish to leave, but I'm being held captive. Yeah, Like, exactly. I'm not getting any information on my captivity. Yeah, like, exactly. Please <laughs> release
0: me. I do yeah. not, <laughs> I'm yes. not seeking medical attention. Yes. Yes. And it's so they so had to
1: fucking... go, low IQ. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Low IQ. She doesn't know what she means. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucked Okay, up. so
1: how, how they lure addicts into their sober homes the way that these sober homes at the bottom of the industry compete for addicts with good insurance is they lure them with promises of free rent free rent right so so they usually do pay and it's low it's very low rent mm-hmm. um, but like a little bit of rent money for mm-hmm. it to live in these sober homes right they'd be paying the rehab too i mean their insurance most likely would be paying but the other thing is that they wouldn't get to stay in the rehab as long mm-hmm. as they're able to st- stay in sober homes. That's another benefit, both for the addict and if if you're thinking about it as a perfect system.
0: Right. If it's a legitimate like If it's, if it's a
1: legitimate system, what mm-hmm. happens is uh, your insurance after a certain number of days will be like, all right, that's it. Yeah, he's, exactly. He's done. He's fine. Tyler's fine. Right, exactly. Um, and just be like, we're not paying for any more rehab. Yeah. Done. Uh-huh. Hold the plug.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And whether you're you know, cured healed or not, not. healed yeah. or not, like you're on the street.
0: <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Whereas
1: in these sober home setups, there's no amount of time. There's not a time limit. And your insurance is not necessarily covering your time in the sober home. So there's right. no cutoff. Right. You can be in one as long as you want.
0: Yeah, um, totally. Which,
1: again, in theory, in a perfect system is helpful. You can be is s- helpful.
0: squeezed as dry as possible yeah.
1: yeah so a lot of these people are paying like low rents um yeah
0: which is again good in if you think about it in the eyes of this not being a cynical yeah. way to bypass um paying for actual good help <laughs> yeah you know exactly yeah
1: um so these sober home owners like kenny will lure patients by in- the way
0: if you're a listener and if you've ever had a successful experience with a florida sober home um, why don't you reach out to us and yeah, let us know. oh my know. gosh, we would love to know. We, we are dying to like hear stories from you guys.
1: But also if you've had a bad experience. Yeah, also if one, you've had a bad
0: experience. Let us know. I mean, you know Kelsey Ann's bad experience.
1: Yeah, I told you mine. I showed you mine. Show me yours.
0: Exactly. We want to see yours.
1: Um, okay, so he would Not say don't you don't have to that. pay rent, so yeah. free rent. He would also say free food.
0: Free food? Free yeah. rent?
1: Free food, free rent, free cigarettes.
0: Free cigarettes? And get this. <laughs> it's supposed to be a sober home? Free yep.
1: manicures. What? Yeah, I don't know.
0: No, that's interesting. I know. That's interesting. This that's... guy does seem like he's very into personal grooming. He is. I get a big personal grooming vibe from this yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: he seems po- exfoliated, polished, uh-huh. moisturized. Uh-huh. Skincare on point, uh-huh. obviously. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I his like dome was his glistening in every photo that I saw of him. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a glistening dome. Yeah, and he does have tailored suits. A little too tailored. They're a little too tight. You yeah, know what in I mean? Places, they look like yeah, they don't squeezing move. Squeezing his muscles yeah. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> his
1: head looks like the freaking golf ball at Epcot. You know? Just yeah, like...
0: exactly. Except for dark chocolate.
1: <laughs> right. Um, so, the sober homes need to find these addicts, right? Mm-hmm. These ones that they're going to give free manicures and free cigarettes and stuff. Yeah. Um... So, get this. Mercedes mm-hmm. and women like her are paid by sober homes, sober home operators, to go to 12-step meetings.
0: Oh, my fucking God, And recruit God, dude.
1: people to her sober home. Oh,
0: my God, dude.
1: They'd even troll the streets looking for, like, haggard-ass, broke-bitch-hotel-ass-looking people. Oh, my
0: God, dude.
1: Either, like, homeless-esque or just, like, folks- like looking new to Florida. She said they would specifically look for people with suitcases.
0: With suitcases. Yeah.
1: And they'd rather win- bitches
0: with suitcases? Mm-hmm. I mean that does that does seem like a vulnerable person. If well, I saw like a ratchet bitch with a suitcase walking around in like looking like she didn't have a house. Yeah. I think that if if I was running this scam, that she'd be the first person I'd go to. Well, and here's the other but thing you have many to of those think are of. There, right?
1: Well, in, in, in like Chicago, I'm thinking, like you wouldn't see one. Yeah. But we're forgetting that this is in South Florida specifically. Oh, yeah. And these people are, uh-huh. are actually being shuffled in and out of sober homes, in and out of detoxes, in yeah. and out of like boyfriends' houses, in and mm, out of hotels mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of their addiction. Right. So that actually makes more sense why there'd be... Why they
0: would have a suitcase with them. People
1: just walking a street with a suitcase because oh, they may have point. just gotten kicked out of their rehab or just gotten kicked out of their sober home. Oh, or wow.
0: Yeah. If you're constantly going from rehab to jail to sober home to your boyfriend's house to your fucking grandma's house, mm-hmm. then of course you'd have to have a suitcase that you live out of basically.
1: It's called the Florida Shuffle.
0: No fucking way there's a name for it? Mm-hmm. The Florida shuffle. We have a thing that we made up called the Sarasota shuffle yes. and it, it was a, it was a mocking term for the uh, the sort of
1: <laughs> the greatly elderly.
0: The really elderly people who are walking around despite being incredibly immobile.
1: So they're hunched over and they can't quite pick up their legs cuz their yeah. knees don't work, so, so it's more shuffling. of a shuffle back and forth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the Sarasota shuffle.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So she it's would roll bad. her windows we, we, down.
0: We, something bad's gonna happen to us. No for saying and that. say
1: basically, like, hey, you got insurance? Like, damn. no joke. Damn, damn. If you do, like, we have a place you can go.
0: God damn, dude.
1: And this is also, for the most part, preying on people under the age of twenty-six because uh Obamacare yeah. also raised the Min, uh, the maximum age that you can still be on your parents insurance mm-hmm. so and 26. that is 26 yeah, so right. this is actually targeting you know very young people yeah who are i was gonna say not like, like not used to necessarily being independent even perhaps
0: the methodology and the language sounds like a pimp you know yeah. what i mean it sounds like a pimp trying to find like a new like lady to add to his roster
1: so what Mercedes does, or specifically what the sober home broker is paying her to do, is called patient brokering.
0: Patient brokering. And it's
1: all the rage in Florida. Yeah. So patient brokering is specifically an illegal practice used by some rehab facilities to pay a third party, so, so Chapman uh, or, or Mercedes yeah. working for Chapman, mm-hmm. to procure patients for them. In Florida, patient brokering is a type of healthcare fraud, and usually it happens when someone refers patients to a healthcare provider or facility in exchange for money. Yes. So in return for referring a patient to a drug treatment facility, the broker receives a generous compensation, usually of about $500 to $5,000 per referral. Jesus, dude. Yeah. So these brokers troll, like I said, AA meetings, coffee shops, like rehab facilities.
0: This is the most scumbag shit I've heard in a while. This is crazy, dude. I
1: know. They wait outside of detoxes. Yeah, of course. Because maybe, because maybe that person doesn't have insurance. Uh I think you still can go to detox or I'm not exactly sure how that works out. But I think even if you were picked up by the cops, you go to detox. I
0: think detox is like in a hospital. You go to a hospital.
1: Yeah. So they'll wait outside there Mm -hmm. and go like, Hey, like you need a place to go. Yeah. So I did a bunch of research on this and I found an article, um, a mother speaking about her 22-year-old son's experience as a brokered patient. And I'm going to read it to you.
0: 22.
1: Yeah. Jesus. My son's recruitment into this darker side of drug treatment occurred when he met a broker about his age at a Florida detox facility. He persuaded my son and a few others to fly to another detox in California, all expenses paid. After a week in California, they decided to go back to Florida, where this broker was able to fly them back to another detox, again, all expenses paid.
0: This is crazy.
1: The night before leaving, he put everyone up in a hotel on the Sunset Strip, providing cash so they could party all night on whatever drugs they could find.
0: That's fucking crazy.
1: What? The sad truth is that once these kids were entwined in this scheme, Mm -hmm. they quickly became a highly sought after commodity. This it becomes crazy, very dude. difficult for them to break away from this cycle, as it offers them a means of surviving without financial help or oversight from their parents,
0: this because is they are crazy. just being and apparently all the drugs they want.
1: Yeah, all the drugs they want, and they're just being chauffeured from sober home to sober home, from treatment to treatment.
0: So this is like when uh, like college athletes get you know flown out and like uh, to like parties at like <laughs> yes. the University of Miami or whatever. Yes. So, because the people who like you know, they take these high school kids and they make like shit tons of money off of them, but the the kids not going to see a dime, and the kids actually just going to get exploited, mm-hmm. you know, if because most of them don't go to the NFL or whatever. But like, yeah. it's a, that is, rings like a similar situation to me in my mind. Yeah. Um. But so the thing is, they are getting housing and yeah. food. Yeah. And it is all paid for. Yeah. But the tragedy is that they're being exploited. Um. And like their health is not the priority. Not at all. And they are allowed to just throw themselves into the chasm of abuse and addiction from which they probably will never make it out. Yeah,
1: and I think from a parent's perspective, it's Mm -hmm. like, well, at least when they needed money every once in a while or needed me me to check them into a facility every once in a while, Mm -hmm. they would call. I would at least know what state they were in. Oh, that's so
0: tragic. And
1: now they... They don't need uh, to be in contact with their parents. Yeah. Um, so they're, all, all their needs are being met.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Food, drugs, shelter. So parents all just being have met. no
0: fucking idea where they are. Yeah. That's terrible.
1: She says, these brokers are preying on people with brain diseases, building false hope and trust only to set them up for failure. Patient brokering is illegal in many states. However, it is very prevalent in Southern California and Florida. It enables the person with addiction, as they believe there will always be another place to land, and it mocks the efforts of true recovery. It's terrible. The Affordable Care Act requires insurers to pay for all substance use treatment, including drug testing. This benefit has been highly leveraged by unethical treatment facilities, opening a floodgate of op- for opportunistic billing practices. My insurance once copied me on a $20,000 claim for a one-time drug test submitted by a lab I had never seen before. My insurance information was likely passed on or sold, just like bank account numbers are for the purposes of identity theft. Jesus fucking
0: Christ, dude. So
1: not only are her and her kids' treatment being billed astronomical Mm. numbers, for tests that don't even make sense. Yeah. But her insurance information was actually sold Please. to another party who's like billing a it for things card. that That's her crazy. son's not getting.
0: Literally, it's like credit card fraud. It's okay, so I have two things to say. First, we always said that the Florida California connection was the most demonic.
1: It is. This is it's the, so satanic. The, darkest, it's the darkest one. It's
0: the darkest one. Florida and California are a match made in With hell. You
1: guys, like think about it. Tom Brady Yeah. Tiger Woods.
0: All those fucking Backstreet and NSYNC kids got molested. Nickelodeon.
1: Nickelodeon. All the
0: pedophile shit. It's a really
1: dark pipeline. It's a
0: dark pipeline. Nothing
1: good comes between California and Florida.
0: Oh, speaking of which, this is a slight addendum to, rest in peace, Aaron Carter, my man. Um, Oh, yeah. We just learned that Nick Carter is being brought up on charges of like a whole lot of sexual assaults.
1: Yeah, dude. The one that we thought got his shit
0: together. Yeah. Well, no, he went Christian like when he turned 27 because he went like, oh, wait, I think I raped like 10
1: girls. (laughs) Oh, and now I'm seeing how that's maybe wrong. Oh, fuck. Oh,
0: fuck. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah, because
1: now he's like he's got this like weird Mormon smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this like hairdo that doesn't move. Seems fake. Yeah, yeah, now I'm realizing he's the dark one. Maybe Aaron was the angel all along. Maybe Aaron, we should have been listening to Aaron. Maybe his brothers and sisters were dark, satanic people, and he was just crying out for help.
0: Dude, it could be. It really and could be. And he had to
1: off himself because of oh, the, his no. horrible family, and no one listened to him, and no one took him seriously.
0: Including us. Oh, justice Including for Aaron.
1: justice. Oh, no,
0: this is <laughs> terrible.
1: Yeah, so we learned that Nick Carter has a case that's actually going to trial, which means it passed a whole lot of like checks.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and they didn't settle out of court.
1: I know. Yeah. For I think four women, uh, one who's uh, going by her full name, mm-hmm. and then three Jane Does. Fucking um, crazy. And that those are just the women that are going to trial. That mm-hmm. that means that there are way, way, way more women that yeah. he's raped. Um, and I, I'm gonna try not to laugh, and I I don't because. <laughs> but the woman who's using her name who came forward
0: don't laugh
1: is severely autistic and she has <laughs> cerebral palsy it's not funny that's it's really not that's funny, really not Kelsey funny. no i know it's not i know it's not why are you laughing then and she was a big fan of backstreet boys back in the day she's 39 years old now as it's going to trial um she was 17 at the time and she got invited Nick Carter invited her onto the tour bus. He said, "Do you want a drink?" She asked for apple juice, okay? He gave her something called VIP juice it's that she not thinks funny. That, that she thinks was funny. a combination of cranberry and alcohol. Then he Ugh. took her to a bathroom where he made he forced her to perform oral on him and then and then she was crying and saying no the whole time. Oh my god! And confused dude. and asking why this was happening to her. I just wanted some apple And then juice. he r-worded her. Oh no! Completely r-worded her. And then wait, he which r-word? Gave.
0: He called her the r-word, or he? No, he oh, performed the r-word. He
1: performed the r-word. The r-word. Why are you gave, calling it the
0: r-word? It's rape. oh, uh,
1: YouTubers do that. It's so oh, it doesn't YouTubers. get censored. Oh, we
0: ain't on YouTube.
1: Oh yeah, Fuck he YouTube. raped her. Fully he raped, raped her. her. Um, and then she had a bunch of bruises. He gave her a bunch of bruises. And then he grabbed her and called her a retarded little bitch. Oh
0: my God. So he did do both R words. He did both R
1: words. Yeah. That is so fucked. Yeah. And she got HPV from that. Oh my God. And she was a virgin. She was, she's retarded. Oh my God. I nearly
0: fell out of my chair.
1: Yeah. And she's lived with HPV. And so have all the other Jane Doe's. Everybody in this, in this, um, Trial. I, there's they a fancy word for it. They all have HPV. Oh my
0: god! dude. I know that is so heinous.
1: And he told her, and he like he already started gaslighting her even in the room because she, you know, autists are very honest people, and she goes, <laughs> yeah. "I'm gonna tell someone about this." Yeah. And he was like, "I will ruin your life." I mean, yeah. she 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 says exactly what he said to her, dude. and it's just horrific stuff that you would just. Never do or say to anyone, but he's like, "I'm Nick Carter. You're retarded. No one is going to believe you." He would not stop with. I will ruin. I will ruin your life if you tell. I can't
0: believe that he did that. I know that is absolutely demonic.
1: Can any of my? childhood crushes be normal? Any of them.
0: Obviously not, dude.
1: God damn it. Jesus Christ. Okay, enough about Nick Carter.
0: Haley Joel Osment seems pretty normal. You
1: know, he does. Not a crush, though. He was never oh, hot. He was right. never cute. Yeah, he was never true. a heartthrob.
0: That's true. That's true. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Leonardo DiCaprio, he's a, he's a pervert, but he's, he's a at least piggy. honest about yeah. it. I I don't have that much of a problem with Oh, my God. By the way, I didn't mean to make this the the Nick Carter episode, but like, Jesus Christ, it bears being said.
1: Wait, I'm just thinking about this. I think you can only survive in Hollywood as a child star Uh to come out on the other end somewhat normal if you're ugly.
0: You think so? And I mean
1: that with affection, actually, because I actually like these actors. Haley Joel Osment, think about it. Daniel Radcliffe, Uh totally fine, normal, cool dude. Um, What's the other one who's like a hobbit? The other British one? Elijah
0: Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood. He's not British, he's American. Really? Really, really.
1: Yeah, confusing.
0: He's pretty.
1: I guess he is pretty. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe he shouldn't be in this category. What
0: about um Frankie Munez? Ugly. Yeah.
1: And doing totally fine.
0: It's seemingly so. Seemingly yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Maybe so. so, yeah. I mean, we've always said this. The least fuckable kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's all Hollywood is all about like which kid can get the the most (laughs) no it's
1: so bad it's so bad okay all right
0: oh the second thing I was gonna say Mm -hmm. was that um, I hope our listeners notice um, much like the in the 2008 uh, economic crisis right um, where almost nobody was prosecuted or has been put in jail or even gotten kind of in trouble Mm -hmm. um, for something that ruined the lives of like thousands and thousands if not millions of people in this country, um, it this opioid epidemic shit, which is being perpetrated on such a massive scale, also uh, smacks of that, does it not? I don't. I can't think of anybody who works at pharmaceutical companies who has been put in jail. I don't see the insurance companies being demonized or like you know uh, the the full force of the United States government put on them like the war on drugs or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, um, the war on drugs makes it your own personal responsibility. And like, so if you take drugs, you're a bad person, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas if you make drugs, sell them, perpetuate their use and make sure that people never escape the cycle of addiction, um, you actually get patted on the back and like you get, you get slapped on the wrist every once in a while, but you don't really face any consequences. And it's because in both cases, these are massive, massive crimes against humanity where everybody's making money. And so the the crimes where everybody's making money um the crimes that the people at the very top of our systems of government benefit from directly are the ones that don't really get prosecuted and get swept under the rug
1: or one like minor player will get prosecuted and the media will make a huge deal about it. I have so many examples of this. In Hollywood, it's Harvey Weinstein. Yep, Yes, what he did was grotesque. It's horrible. He needs to be in jail. Yes, he's a monster. But like, that's...
0: It's still going on. It's
1: still going on. So many more people it's were doing just it him, too. not yeah. him. And people are doing worse things actually. Exactly. And you know, they like to just have one guy as the scapegoat. Oops, you got caught. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to pretend it was only you. And we're going to say, okay, I don't look under the bed. Exactly. I think Silicon Valley did that with Theranos. Like, yeah, she's yeah, totally. batshit. Like that woman is truly psychop, like psychopathic.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. you, I know <laughs> she, what you she's mean. She's not even thick. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. <laughs>
1: um... But they're like, great. So Silicon Valley schemes can all fall under Theranos, right? Okay? Exactly. We sent like, Elizabeth Holmes to jail. Yes, bad girl. We got her.
0: Yeah, exactly. And all the rest of the you know fucking fraudulent companies that are out there like ruining the American economy, yeah, ruining and cities and like ruining like modern life for people. For
1: the housing Get to crash, go on,
0: you know, like nothing. Happened. None
1: of those banks got prosecuted except for this one little bank in That's Chinatown. Right.
0: At the end of the Big Short, they talk about this. They yeah. say like nobody's faced any. Bernie Madoff got sent to prison and then this like one bank that was like a Chinese bank in Chinatown got like... Basically
1: a mom and pop shop.
0: Yeah, basically got steamrolled by the US government, but absolutely nobody else faced any consequences. And honestly,
1: Kenny Chapman... Like, yeah I in some ways he is the devil incarnate like yeah. I will go on to tell you some pretty pretty brutal pretty extra things yeah, that he's yeah. gonna do uh-huh. but at the end of the day he's not the insurance companies he's he is a yeah. middleman he is a small fish actually exactly all things considered
0: that's right and that's he, absolutely right. they made
1: a huge deal about and the
0: institution and the organization is, to is allowed to just keep on running exactly you know the machine keeps grinding these people out.
1: So remember I said that these brokers entice kids with the, the free rent, free cigarettes, free food, free manicures? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not enough. Brokers will even offer to share kickbacks with patients.
0: So no. just giving
1: them cash. God damn it. Or entice them with substances. Of course. To leave an existing facility and qualify for another, namely their facility.
0: Like, come over here, we have Coke yes come over here we have h yes jesus christ dude
1: so now we're going to meet colin and drew
0: and i thought that fucking celebrity rehab where they let you have white wine was bad
1: oh my god right if only what's I that knew. called like canyons
0: oh i don't um, know
1: malibu promises promises, promises malibu, malibu yeah. where hunter yeah. biden went yep um and everyone else too i think Lindsay lohan everybody yeah okay colin and drew just some men just some boys colin really.
0: and drew just a um, couple of boys
1: They said, they'll pay you like $500, $1,000, you know, to go to treatment. It's like hustling for humans is what I feel it's like. They'll take extra insurance money by billing the insurance for bogus stuff and pay you to live there. And just let you get high because the owner's making bank.
0: God, that's so fucked. That's
1: so fucked. It's fucked. So now we're going to meet someone else named Allison. Allison is a 24-year-old. Sorry. Sorry. Was a 24 year old oh,
0: no. from
1: Illinois uh-huh. who enrolled in Kenny Chapman's program and died from an overdose.
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: The program never phoned the parents, by the way, when she oh, died. Oh great! Yeah. Yeah. The Delray police called them. Well, to be
0: fair, they've got a lot of stuff going on. It, sure. Yeah. You know, they forgot.
1: Yeah. Um, but the treatment facility never got in contact to say, like, "Hey, sorry, your daughter died on our couch." You know what I mean? Yeah, of course
0: like, not.
1: <laughs> um, and her insurance was billed. One million dollars.
0: One million dollars? One million
1: dollars for Allison's 15 months of treatment. Holy and treatment shit, should dude. be in quotes here. She Holy was not shit. being treated. Yeah,
0: obviously not. She died of an overdose in the place. Yeah.
1: Another Fuck. woman, Micaiah, great Florida name. Yeah. Not a Florida woman, but she ultimately had a Florida demise as well. Yeah. Uh, went down to Florida for rehab. Her mother sees the insurance statements are racking up and... It's inching towards like $600,000 and she calls her daughter and says basically like, wow, just going through the itemized thing Mm -hmm. and going like, wow, I didn't know you were seeing your therapist every day. Yeah. And her daughter's like, I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't, obviously. And she
1: goes like, okay, we're being billed for it. Uh Uh-huh. Then she's like, besides that, like, you have something else going on. Like, are are you sick or something? Like they're running a lot of lab tests on you. Are you okay? And uh, she's like, I actually have one lab for, for just a single test that's charging our, in thir- our insurance $10,000. Like, Fuck. what is that? And the daughter goes, Mom, I've peed in a cup twice this week. Jesus,
0: dude. Holy shit. So
1: after seven months of treatment, Micaiah was worse than ever. And unfortunately, she died of an overdose on heroin and fentanyl. That's so fucked, dude. So, in fact, Allison, remember, million dollars, good insurance? Yep. So she was shuffled, Florida shuffled, between nine different treatment centers in 15 months.
0: Jesus, dude.
1: Ending at Kenny Chapman's. And her mother says, quote, I was just thankful I had good insurance. And in this particular case, I wish I had no insurance. I mean, her daughter was like a gold mine that led to her death, like directly to her death.
0: That's so sad, dude.
1: And oh, by the way, the reason Allison got hooked on drugs Uh was because her high school boyfriend left a voicemail of himself jumping in front of the Metra train on her phone. Oh,
0: my God. Her
1: boyfriend threatened to kill himself if they broke up. They broke up. He calls her. She doesn't pick up. And so the voicemail he leaves her is him jumping in front of the metro train here Jesus in suburban Christ. Illinois? Christ! Yeah.
0: Oh, that's insane. Yeah. That's like your worst nightmare. By uh, way. my
1: worst nightmare. I have Getting a hit by that really train. horrible thing about trains. Yeah. Being hit by a train, and specifically the metro train.
0: They're they're big and they're tall and they move really fast. I mean, it's really, what else needs to be said? Really scary. They're scary. Yeah.
1: Um. Now let's talk about urine. So please. Now, we know why detoxes and rehabs want patients, right? Because the insurance payout. Yeah, exactly. But why do labs Uh want patients? Well, urine is gold. Labs also compete to get a hold of patients' urine in order to test it because they bill the patient's insurance and those tests make them a lot of money.
0: So it's like a cottage industry. It's like yeah. everybody gets their share. Yeah. That's crazy, dude.
1: And because of what a boon it is for them, they yeah. kick back the sober homes cash, just like the detoxes and rehabs do for the patient referral.
0: Is Why is urine gold, though? I want to know. <laughs> like, I, I guess
1: it's it has something to do with the way that it's coded in the system. Like it has something yeah. to do with the fact that testing it they can bill the insurance for so much money just for a simple urine test.
0: right? Maybe there are like so many different tests. And so like they can, you know, they could say we ran every single test that we could run on. And they often do. Oh God, this is so dark. I know. And they all know, you know, that's the thing that everybody involved in this thing knows what's happening.
1: I know. And like the sober homes people kind of are one thing in my mind. Yeah. But actually what creeps me out more is the detoxes and the, Labs because I mean, they're those legitimate are real doctors medical facilities. Test, like yeah. signing off on stuff.
0: I know. Well, so are fucking the doctors at Chicago Lakeshore. You know what I, I mean? I know.
1: So I titled this section Riding Dirty, Testing Dirty.
0: Riding Dirty, Testing Dirty.
1: <laughs> Which I think should be Florida's state song. and dirty. dirty.
0: Yeah, we've said this a lot.
1: So Chapman worked his way up from brokering patients out of his sober homes. To actually running a drug treatment center of his own—that
0: is insane.
1: Now in Florida, virtually anyone can open up a treatment center,
0: including a guy who's still on probation for like felony fraud.
1: There are stipulations. Okay, I said virtually everyone.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Which did remind me of Malachi Love Robinson. Yeah. Which, by the way, same area. Of course. Beach, Pompano Beach, Delray Beach, Fort Lauderdale, right. that area. Uh-huh. It's the same area where Malachi Love Robinson was opening up his fake gynecological clinics. Free Malachi. So it makes sense. that yeah. it w- Remember when we first did that story and we knew less about the state and its dealings and we were like, I don't get how this 17-year-old kid can just open a medical facility. Yeah, right. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, anyone can do it. Wow. You just have to have three things, the cash for it. Mm-hmm. You have to find a doctor to write prescriptions for you. Okay. And you have to have a clinical director. Okay, so you have to have two doctors, basically. Uh Uh-huh. One to oversee treatment, quote-unquote, and one to write prescriptions. You have to be able to pay for the building or at least rent it. Right. And the only exception is that you can't be a convicted felon.
0: Oh, wow. That is the
1: only thing that will keep you from opening a medical facility in the state of Florida.
0: So how was this guy able to do it?
1: He just did it under his wife's name.
0: Of course. Of course. Yes.
1: Yeah, that didn't stop him. Wow. So his wife, Laura, became the official owner of Reflections Treatment Center.
0: Reflections. And they
1: launched in late 2013.
0: Jesus, dude. So
1: the empire rose quickly. You know, Uh it's chugging along. One arm of it oversaw the sober homes, some of which Chapman continued to personally run himself. And then he also recruited a network of other sober homes to now funnel into his treatment center. Yeah. He has since admitted to giving $500 a week, a week, kickbacks to sober home operators in exchange for insured clients to come to his reflections. Jesus, dude. Yeah, it's just how it all works. Wow, it's like an
0: empire. It really is.
1: In exchange for like the free rent, addicts have to do one thing, right? They have to board a van. Yeah. Called a druggy buggy. Okay. (laughs) Three to six mornings a week. Okay. Geez, six is a lot. That's almost every day. So they have to get on this van in the morning and go to Reflections. That's the ride and dirty part.
0: Oh, I see. Uh huh.
1: Chapman had awesome marketing, by the way. Like so many of these drug treatment centers have amazing websites like it truly yeah it's creepy look, isn't it oh my god it is so creepy yeah. they look so professional they look so empathetic they look so they look like they've been around for years when they could have just opened yesterday right
0: totally uh-huh.
1: it looks like paradise like sometimes you'll see like you know, or they'll have videos, like vlogs of like, you know, how much this has helped this patient's life, yeah. or like videos of like addicts on horseback, like on the beach. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy, but it looks so good. You get a
0: crackhead on a horse. Yeah.
1: And so Chapman posted videos of these success stories, um, some featuring like the addicts that he was giving drugs to. Okay. So they're they're in the interview. Yeah. And it's it's an interview that's going on the website permanently. Yeah. Where they're talking about how Kenny Chapman saved their life. Yeah. How they, they and they're crying like these are these are emotional videos where yeah. they say like he's always been there for me like this treatment center was the only one that got me sober like I'm doing well and they're actually high. Yeah, of
0: course they are. Yeah.
1: Because he's playing them with drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he has some videos. Man, and addicts
0: are all good liars, too. I know, you know.
1: I know. It's so true. He has some videos by NBA, former NBA player Keon Dueling.
0: No idea who that is. Okay, I
1: looked him up, though. He also cannot stop committing frauds. This guy? Yeah, so like Birds of a Feather. Oh, man. This guy, Keon Dueling. Uh-huh. So Dueling was arrested in April 2022. For What? Quote, Charged with defrauding the NBA's health and welfare benefits plan.
0: Oh wow!
1: Yeah, the f- uh, the former players. It wasn't just him; multiple people. I
0: think I remember this. Allegedly
1: pocketed two point five million dollars. As a result of, I don't know, somehow exploiting the the health plan that the NBA has. Yeah, right, right. Has. Um, and he was arrested in Utah. He was working as an assistant for the Utah Jazz, like a, an assistant coach or something. Damn. Um, so he was arrested and taken to jail. And the, the officials confirmed that he, quote, allegedly engaged in a scheme and recruited other co-conspirators to join the scheme. So he was like so the he ringleader leader of this thing. Yeah.
0: Jesus, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. I wonder what I wonder how they did that. Well, I I can do my own research. I'll figure that out. Yeah. But that's fascinating. So
1: anyway, he w- he was all over the website this guy being like, you know, you know, of Chapman's course. the best like Of course
0: he was. Wow. I
1: know, two Florida men joining forces. They
0: really do find stopped. each other. They yeah. find each other.
1: So, uh, also Chapman's branding. <laughs> he had all this like all this merch for his so for his drug treatment facility. Oh my god. And all the merch including shirts that he would make his Clients, clients. I don't know. Make his uh, captives. patients, yeah. captives, uh-huh. wear that red hope. Do- wait, I'm sorry. Dopeless hope fiend.
0: Dopeless hope fiend. Wow. Do you think that's
1: clever? Or do you think that's a little overwrought? It's a
0: little. It's a little clunky. Yeah. Dope. Dopeless hope. Well, because like hopeless I mean, I dope it. fiend. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay. But hopeless dope fiend isn't. That's not a common enough term for it to like really immediately click. You know what I mean?
1: I get it. So so they get on the druggie buggy. Yeah. They get to Reflections. But
0: still, I mean, he has merch. Yeah, he has merch. The fucking sober house has merch. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's all about branding. Yeah. That's literally Apparently. what it is. Fuck yeah. Um, so they get to the treatment center. Yeah. And uh, it has blacked out windows, by the way. Oh, great.
0: Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Nobody needs to see what's going on in, in there. It's in a strip
1: mall in a place called Margate, Florida.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: Nope. And uh, former clients and employees say treatment was not the priority.
0: No, Yo, really? Yeah. You don't think?
1: Uh, someone that I think used to work for the group says, quote, I walked right into the group room, so the group therapy, Yeah, yeah. and I could easily spot that at least 90% were getting high.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: <laughs> said Jack, <laughs> oh, who attended Reflections in 2015. Yeah. He said Chapman made it clear clients could use as long as he could bill their insurance. Yeah. Wow. Quote, when he looks at a client, he doesn't see a human being. He sees a dollar sign. Yep. Oh, and by the way, group group therapy mm-hmm. was watching a movie. Oh, watch it, <laughs> so literally it was, like, it was that, like substitute teacher yes, day. Yes, Like they
0: would pull in the, the like TV on the cart and play Bill Nye the science guy. Yeah. Wow. They
1: literally did that.
0: I wonder if they played good movies.
1: I don't know. Probably
0: not. Probably a lot of Transformers. No, bunch of broom full of dope fiends fucking leaning over watching Transformers.
1: Yeah. So now remember the pee, right? The junkie piss, the liquid gold. Yes, I do. So drug testing this pee, I said it before, made the labs a lot of money. And Kenny found out that if his employees got what they thought was a false report or a false result they could send it over to the lab for a confirmatory test.
0: Right, and just test it again. Yeah. Right, and get another 30000 or whatever. Yes, exactly. Wow.
1: Double the money right there.
0: Unbelievable, man.
1: So particularly lucrative were young people with good insurance yeah. from out of state.
0: Young people with good insurance from out of state.
1: Which have been all the people i've mentioned
0: yeah pretty allison,
1: much allison mckea skyler mercedes colin and the other guy sorry mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they were all from out of state none of these people that we've mentioned so far are florida natives going into treatment in florida
0: i is that just like for the psychological effect? you think like they're they're long f- way from home. They're like they don't know where they're at, so they're more dependent on this guy.
1: No, it's lucrative because of the sky high, like out of network rates. Oh, of
0: course, of course. So yeah. even
1: someone who has good insurance in the state of Florida, yeah. would be less valuable and less lucrative to the to this sober home scheme Man. than someone with good insurance from out of state.
0: No, so is this just like gutting the insurance companies, which I am not. Um, worried about it at all and I think is a good thing? Or are their parents like having to pay co-pays and stuff?
1: Um, I think it's just gutting the insurance. Well,
0: that's good. But, I mean, but it, it's mean, than killing if their it was like, It's killing their children. Yeah. yeah I'm, I was just like hoping that it wasn't also um, ruining the lives of yeah, their Yeah, if you had a dead more than it already was. And
1: debt for $800,000 yeah, exactly. for treatment that she never got. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that exactly. would suck. It would suck. Um. So... The other reason why people come from out of state, Mm -hmm. uh, well, the reason that they come is because they're marketed to and they're targeted. Right. What I meant to say was the reason that they are marketed to and targeted is because they make these facilities even more money because of the out-of-network rates. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, you're
1: right. one tally by an industry group found that 75% of the young people in treatment centers in Florida are from out of state. 75%.
0: That's fucking nuts.
1: And doctors at treatment centers would put in standing orders for nearly daily drug tests which you know. I mean, yeah, it's just tons just and test tons test them of for money. Along with genetic and allergy tests that they could run for thousands and thousands of yeah, dollars of course. all Why not? unnecessary. Test them for everything. Yeah. One unnamed lab wrote Chapman at least $160,000 in kickback checks between Jesus. December 2004 and May 2005.
0: Jesus Christ, dude.
1: Um. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong dates. I don't know why I said that. December 2014 mm-hmm. to May 2015. In 2004 and 2005, he was still doing credit card fraud. Right, my exactly. Bad, yeah. Bad, bad. <laughs> yeah,
0: he hadn't graduated the big leagues yeah.
1: yet. So another alleged... Uh, company lab mm-hmm. unnamed lab yeah also hired this one's weird hired a driver to go drive to the Florida Keys to cash checks and deliver thousands of dollars to Chapman each week so like drive down to the Keys to cash the checks or get the checks or something yeah, yeah. and then back to Chapman in Fort Lauderdale. Every week, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this particular scheme. Well, it
0: seems like he was like trying to spread his money out between yeah, different yeah. banks and like, yeah. not appear to have too much money in any one account.
1: That that's probably it. Yeah. So when also when Chapman didn't have enough clients in treatment to hit his lab numbers, yeah. Um, for the kickback, he often had his own staff submit their spit and pee to keep the money rolling. Seriously,
0: yeah. <laughs> people who weren't even like because it enrolled. doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't wow. matter
1: like if if they're a real client or not. They just need a vial of pee. Piss they just is need piss. piss in a cup, baby. Yes, totally. Um, and if the insurance run out... <laughs> why am I speaking so weirdly? If someone's insurance runs out... Yeah. Which typically doesn't happen because of the way these sober home operations are set up. Right. But if they do, Kenny had a sinister solution. What was it? He would <clears throat> encourage relapses. Oh... So he's already su- supplying a lot of people with drugs. Yeah, right. But if, you know, he, because I think he likes to escalate to that. I don't think he likes to uh-huh. come right out and start offering them drugs from the get-go because the drugs are costing him money. He's buying them. Yeah, for sure. From someone.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I think he would rather start out with free food, you know? Yeah, Maybe definitely. Maybe a cigarette or two. Definitely. But if their insurance runs out, he encourages them to relapse, a.k.a. buys drugs for them. So that he can send them back to detox and then say, which he'll get a kickback on, by the way. Yeah, of course, of course. And then call the insurance and say, like, look, Katie relapsed again. Like, you're going to need to continue paying for her treatment a little while longer.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's still sick.
1: And then oftentimes they do.
0: Jesus, dude, that's terrible.
1: Yeah. And that would that would be like tens of thousands of additional dollars for him in billing. So actually encouraging people to relapse and sending them back to detox in order to get more time out of the insurance coverage is probably one of the most lucrative things that he could have done. Yeah, totally. So Micaiah, the other girl who died from an overdose at a rehab facility in South Florida, said that it wasn't just that. She told her mom that Kenny Chapman personally supplied her and other addicts with drugs yeah and that he did it for another reason as well so that when they test which he already makes a shit ton of money on they test dirty so that's the test and dirty part right right they test dirty yeah encouraging them to relapse so that they test dirty and then sending them back to detox So these treatment centers, by the way, all routinely change their names.
0: Yeah, smart. And
1: locations even, Uh like move to a different strip mall or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's super sinister. Like if they were doing something upstanding, they wouldn't be needing to change their names all the time. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I can already tell. So the recovery capital, right? That's Florida. Yes. The recovery capital. You think many people are recovering in Florida?
0: No, definitely not. <laughs> Indulging, maybe.
1: Yeah, they have a re- recovery business that's booming.
0: Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. So,
1: the reasons why so many people send their kids down to Florida, like I said, is because it's number one in recovery, and that's literally like I didn't I didn't make that up. Like that's the that's the slogan.
0: Right, but people like, don't... like Florida
1: made that up for itself.
0: <laughs> people aren't asking themselves the question: How come everyone down there is in recovery?
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That
0: is so fucked.
1: Um, So it's number one um, in recovery because it has the most drug treatment Addicts. And the most addicts. Yeah. The most people tra- checked into treatment of any state. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's not number one in like recovered people. It's yeah. number one in people are recovering. Are down recovering
1: down sometimes.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: These people are not recovering. No, fuck um, no. Also, because, and this is Florida's most toxic trait, nobody's from there. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So, everyone is sending their son or daughter out of town. This is the thing. I actually Mm -hmm. had a friend who was addicted to coke by the time she was 16, and her parents did this. Okay? We lived in Florida. Wow. And her parents, like many others, sent her to go live with an aunt far away in Washington State, in yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. This happens all the time because you want to get your addicted child away from their dealers, their connects, yeah, exactly. their bad, shitty friends, that's their bad, right. shitty boyfriend, yes, whatever, right? Their mm-hmm. shit-ass town that they're bored in mm-hmm. or whatever.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: Um, and so that's another reason so many people are sent to Florida is because nobody's fucking from there. So it's not like... Because if you were an addict... From Florida, you get sent elsewhere. Yes, I just proved that point by saying my friend got sent to Seattle. Mm -hmm. But most people aren't from there, so they're sending their kids to Florida because it's the number one in recovery. Exactly. Number one, baby. And they want their kids to have a a fresh start, something that Florida always promises and never delivers.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um,
1: (laughs) So the mothers and fathers of these addicted people, they also just like rapidly discover that Florida is very happy to help. Like, they found the state's flourishing recovery industry through, like, internet, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. There's even, like, this guy that networked a few of the people that I talked about. Like, he's actually a connection between some of these women, um, specifically in the Midwest. He's an Illinois man that works as a marketer for a Florida treatment center.
0: Damn.
1: So he's just in Illinois going, like, I know of this great place in Florida. Like
0: right, yeah. Getting I to mean, know
1: people, trying to sell them on Florida recovery.
0: Totally. Well, if all of the if all of the most lucrative patients come from out of state, then it makes sense that you'd have agents in every state.
1: Yeah, and like in other states, there's more oversight. Yeah, and there's right. more regulation.
0: <laughs> Not Florida, baby.
1: No, and never so oversight, like, never no. regulation. So in in the stories that I heard, like that that I read over and over again, they all kind of were the same, which is that someone checked their insurance. Like, they call the yeah. rehab. Someone checks their insurance over the phone, mm-hmm. asks a few questions, very minimal questions, Yeah, and then buys their daughter a plane ticket to South Florida. That's all. That's right? all they needed. Right. In other states, you'd, like, need to do a bunch of, like, paperwork and like medical records and like all this stuff mm-hmm. and literally mm-hmm. you just call they go like hi what's her name and date of birth basically <laughs> totally yeah what's her insurance great i bought her a plane ticket
0: fuck it's Which so is crazy illegal Which, of course it's illegal yeah and the thing is if you were paying attention yeah. if you had like if you had the right mindset about this then if you heard all that stuff you'd go wait 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 a minute wait a minute like something's wrong here But I can only imagine that, like, the children of, or the parents of a lot of these, like, addicted sons and daughters are so stressed out and fucking frazzled that, like, you know, they don't have the the brain space to be able to, to think about stuff clearly. Yep. You what? You bought a plane ticket?
1: That doesn't seem right. That this seems too seem right. to be true. Don't you need
0: more information?
1: Yeah. But the parent of an addict needs something to be too good to be true for once. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Think about how hard that is to parent a oh, child God. going through yeah. that. And uh-huh. then something is easy for once. Yeah. Florida's yep. just like, yeah, come on down. Your insurance will cover everything. It's all going to be fine.
0: Florida. No regulation. No yeah. oversight.
1: And the reason these facilities in Florida are also like tantalizingly mouthwatering yeah. to these people is uh-huh. because... In other states and other areas, a lot of times there there are wait lists. That's how bad the opioid crisis is. Yep, absolutely. There are wait lists for beds at state-run at facilities. Other more
0: legitimate rehabs. Yes. 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 Yeah. So they they basically you know there's wait lists at all the like legitimate rehabs. Yeah. So they they send their fucking kids to the online university of rehabs. Yeah, basically. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so sad, man. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about Chapman's sober homes, staying Alive. Please. More specifically. Yeah. So Chapman did everything in his power to hold on to these patients, okay?
0: Of course, yeah.
1: This is lifeblood of his company.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, They're his livestock, basically. Yeah.
1: Former clients, as well as court documents, described how he nailed the window shut, this is this is going back to the very beginning of the episode where a nameless woman called Skylar's mom and said the yeah. windows are nailed shut, the doors are nailed shut. You gotta okay. go
0: get Skylar. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the windows are shut and locked from the outside. So are the doors. Um, they he would confiscate their cell phones. He would take their money. I mean that's crazy. Like if they had any cash, he would take their money. That's
0: just fucked. Keep it, I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, and Apply them with drugs so that they would never want to leave because they're more valuable to him in the home. Yeah. On drugs exactly than I, they are out of his home and healthy, of course. So fucked up, dude. Yeah. So fucked up. Um
0: It's he's like a pimp. I That's know. exactly what pimps do.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Interesting that I say that. Mm-hmm. We'll go on.
1: Yeah. So when some parents contacted Reflections to inquire about stories that they were hearing from their kids, like uh-huh. on the phone, yeah. Chapman would convince the parents that their kids were lying because that's just what addicts do. Uh,
0: yeah, of course. Which yeah. is
1: pretty genius, actually. It's yeah. E- it's easy to figure out, but it's also diabolically genius because... They are liars. That it's is true. what yeah, addicts exactly, do. They exactly. do lie. So it's true, but it's also not true in this instance.
0: It's so demonic. He flipped so the chessboard on him basically. Yeah, he did.
1: Yeah. Um, and then his most effective weapon was that he always provided them a home. Yeah. So uh-huh. someone says, quote, even though he mistreated a lot of them, he had this hold over them said a woman who worked at Reflections in 2014. Mm -hmm. A lot of people had been cut off from their parents, but he always took you back in.
0: Right, of course. It didn't
1: matter if you escaped. It didn't matter if you got sober and left. Like, you you always always had a place to stay.
0: Exactly. You could always come back to staying alive.
1: Now, some employees of Chapman at Reflections, because now we're talking about multiple doctors involved, multiple employees, multiple staff,
0: I said it before, it's a cottage industry. It's like a whole industry that he's created. Some employees
1: did try to speak out. In an email sent to DCF in uh, February 2015, Uh um, and this was provided by NBC News, one person who had worked at Reflections told the agency that despite the fact that Chapman's wife, Laura, is on the paperwork, Chapman, a convicted felon, actually was running the facility. That should be enough for a little checkup, a little knock-knock, how is everything going in here? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. Um, He also said that patient applications had been forged and there were rumors that Chapman was prostituting his clients.
0: Ugh! see, I knew it. I fucking knew it. God damn it.
1: Two months later in April, 2015, a woman contacted the Palm beach County Sheriff's office and told the police that Chapman ran flop houses Using, wow. using one as, quote, a staging home for women who are addicts. Wow. According to her account, she charged that he kept her and other women, quote, in a state of impairment in order to pimp them out.
0: That is so
1: fucked, And dude. he placed ads for them on a local escort site.
0: Oh, you son of a bitch. So he wasn't just pimping them out, like, metaphorically with the insurance fraud and the fucking, you know, addiction to drugs like the drug companies. He was he was literally pimping them out to johns who yeah. would come and have sex with them while they were doped up. Yeah. That is insane.
1: And inside the house, like the johns would come to his sober home.
0: This guy is a thorough criminal. I I'll know. tell you what.
1: He checked all the boxes.
0: Jesus Christ,
1: man. Kenny Chapman in court also admitted mm-hmm. to keeping some of his female patients Locked up and pimping them out on various websites, right? Mm -hmm. And but withholding these women's medications if they had them and food in order to control them. So he's plying them with drugs, yeah. Withholding their psychiatric or otherwise medical medication, yeah. Denying them food to make they're locked in the house and then they're also chained to the bed,
0: chained to the bed. Yes I was going to say, well, so they're sex slaves, but then you add the chains in, so they I mean like that is the the most clear definition of a sex slave that you could possibly yeah. come one across. woman this told, guy's a demon I dude. know,
1: I know truly, like the oh devil my incarnate yeah one woman told officers that Chapman kept her shackled in a home where during four weeks this is graphic, you guys seriously um, during four weeks in 2015, more than 100 men. Came in to rape her.
0: Jesus Christ, dude.
1: And she was 19 years old. She, oh. Chained to a bed without food, where she got raped by 100 men in five men. weeks or four weeks.
0: Oh my God.
1: She's actually, she says, I recall close to 150 in total, different faces of rapists abusing me daily over a period of three to four weeks. The woman said in court, quote, I was unrestrained for brief periods only to be cleaned up of bodily fluids.
0: Jesus.
1: I thought I was going to die.
0: Yeah. No kidding.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he said that uh, some other people said in court that Chapman was pimping women out specifically to fetish customers. Which Ew,
0: is like, come on. Ugh,
1: you guys.
0: This is so fucked.
1: And then when they resisted, he would tell them, what are you going to do, say no? Classic. <laughs> classic. That is the classic. classic. around. Yep, got me there. Um, <laughs> fuck. And it also came out in court that Chapman himself... Was raping his patients. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, you might as well at that point.
1: Yeah. Fuck. Oh, and he got a few of them pregnant, and then he forced them to get abortions.
0: Oh, yeah. Throw that on there, too. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense. Makes sense. Wow, this guy is like the worst human being on the planet.
1: It's bad.
0: That is so, so bad. That is so much worse than I was expecting.
1: Yeah, and then they open a second treatment center. Journey oh, to Reflections. Oh, no, Journey to Recovery. So now we have re- Reflections and we have Journey to Recovery.
0: And his whole network of staying Alives.
1: Uh-huh, Stayin' Alives. And then him and his wife b- buy a $1.1 $1. $1. $1 million home. It looks like a cheesecake factory. Of
0: course it does.
1: Yeah. Um, he goes to charity events. He gives away large checks to kids' football games and large checks to organizations supporting unwed mothers. <laughs> what?
0: Ugh. Yeah. A and I do just there. quickly
1: want to show you a map that I found of Florida drug treatment centers. Look at that fucking map. Wow. So it's the state of Florida, and we'll put this in the show notes.
0: Absolutely, and
1: there's a blue dot for every drug treatment center,
0: and it's like the whole whole, like the whole state. It's the whole state. It's It's the whole fucking state. It's blue. But it's mostly like you can see Orlando, and you can see Tampa, and you can see Miami.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. This whole area that Chapman was in, it's totally blue. Like there's no state left. There's no gray background left. It is completely same
0: thing. I I, I do have to say, Pinellas County. Same thing. Yep. Look
1: at that. Look at that. That is so true. Yeah. So, um. Katie Cruea, I hope I'm saying that. She was the first of the three Midwestern girls, let's call them, right? Micaiah, mm-hmm. Allison, and Katie mm-hmm. to move into Chapman's houses. And she was also the first to die. Um, she had been living in sober homes linked to Chapman for about two months when her mother, Sandra Hinkle, bought her a plane ticket to come back to Ohio for the holidays. She arrived at noon on Christmas Day in 2015 and left a few days before New Year's. At the airport, Katie begged her mother not to make her go back. Sandra thought her daughter was just getting cold feet or worse, doing that right. thing that addicts do.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. When
1: they don't want to get better and they right. want to keep using and keep manipulating the people around them. Which is them. so
0: sad because she has good reason to think that, you know, I that know. is addict behavior.
1: I know. Apparently she And she said, thought she was
0: sending her back to a fucking rehab. I know. Oh.
1: Mom, please don't make me go. I'm afraid I'm never going to see you again.
0: Oh, that's so sad. And then
1: she gave her a hug and she said, You absolutely will see me again. I'll never let anything happen to you. I'm your mom.
0: She had no idea what was going on. And
1: she would definitely never see her daughter again. Oh, it breaks my heart. Katie overdosed on February 24th, that's 2016. So sad. Um, yeah, she was found with synthetic opioid carf- carfentanil.
0: I've I have no never idea. Never heard of that. Yeah, anything, Mixed with cocaine. Anything with entanil at the end of the good. And her mom says,
1: it was almost like she was giving me a warning, like she knew.
0: It was not almost, it was explicitly a
1: warning. <laughs> yeah. So wow, in 2017, so a year after Katie died, um, yeah. Kenny's whole operation blows up and good. he's charged with sex trafficking which he should be yes and money laundering yep. and healthcare fraud and he is spending 27 years in jail i mean oh he
0: got 25 to life
1: yeah without parole which is good that is good but yeah but
0: all yeah. that all that for fucking all that for what that is so sad and their tragic. cheesecake
1: factory ass looking house
0: seriously literally that's yeah, seriously. what he got out
1: of it that he can't even fuck live you, in no more
0: dude fuck you yeah Fuck you and fuck everybody who helped you. All those doctors. I know. All those insurance agents. They were also, there was, all those they also got brought up techs. on charges.
1: They're, I think it, it ranged like. There, I think there were six people besides him that went to court and they mm-hmm. ranged from like nine months to like 16 years besides his 27 oh and his wife God. got three. But
0: you know that's not everyone who's no, guilty. God no. You know what I mean? God no. And then again, so they make a win like this. They put this guy in jail but like how much is still going on? You know, how mm-hmm. much is still going on? And without the salacious sex stuff, like would he have ever like been uncovered? Would I mean, he have ever been not, like, brought to then justice?
1: Then he's just doing the same thing everyone else is doing.
0: Pretty much, Yeah.
1: And they're not getting caught. God, that's
0: so tragic, man.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, don't do drugs, kids. You know, do I thought this was going to be. I didn't Only think do fun drugs like <laughs> marijuana. And alcohol. I
1: didn't think this was going to be a downer of an episode because I was like, it's a fraud, <laughs> like it's not a, it's not true crime. Yeah, like, but for then once, you threw the sex slavery crime. in there on top. Of it. I know. Yeah, well, that's so sad. he threw this sex slavery on top of there.
0: He sure did. Yeah. Oh man, hundred and fifty guys. Yeah. In three weeks.
1: To a teenager. Fuck me. And fuck those guys. Fuck you.
0: Yeah, all of you guys are pigs, like disgusting demon people. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, what would what would
0: fucking? I've I've never understood this. There are women who will have sex with you for free. There are. There are. There just are. Like you don't have to. Like, go... Fu- and maybe also, that's part of it. Maybe did some you guys notice are... that she was handcuffed to the fucking bed? That's like...
1: what I'm thinking. Especially, like, fetish people. Like, Ugh. what if that's, like, it's it's exciting for them to be having sex with someone who's impaired and doesn't yeah. want to. Like, maybe that's literally what gets them off. Oh, my God. Instead well, of, like, a nice consenting be... girl at a bar.
0: Here's my fetish. is lining all those guys up and, and <laughs> taking them out. I know. That is so wrong... What's wrong? What has gotten into everybody? When couldn't, why can't you just have nice sex with somebody you like?
1: I know. I don't I get it.
0: It's is. so much fun. It's such a lovely, pleasant thing. Why so, does it have to be evil and weird? Like, why do you have to Some do weird, can't evil come shit? not
1: unless it's evil and weird. And that's so scary. It's so scary. It's so
0: scary. I don't get it, dude. I
1: know. Well, Florida's number one in recovery.
0: Florida's number one <laughs> in recovery and relapses. And yeah. drug drug use in general. Mm-hmm. So like Florida's winning, I guess. Yeah. Is that That's what we could call this episode. Yeah, Florida's number one. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> thanks for going on that journey with us. <laughs> we love you and we'll talk to you soon and we'll bring you a mini-sode. By
1: the way, Kenny Chapman's in jail, but I don't think the system has been brought down. I didn't read anything that's like...
0: Widespread yeah, change and has come to Florida. No. Like, governmental oversight and regulations have been put in place. to keep No, this I heard that like they've again. shut
1: down a lot more of them. Like yeah. they, they, I guess they got money for a specific task force that is trying to investigate more of this like opioid rehab fraud. Yeah. But like, so, so of they course so, their so answer... they, went after like maybe 50 more facilities. Well, right. That's what I'm down. saying. Okay. They're going to pop up again tomorrow.
0: This is what happens when you chalk everything up to personal responsibility. You put up a task force to go like, well, we're going to go find all the bad ones. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that it's fucking... They're, they're doing to- it because the system allows for it to be done. Because yeah. you don't have any fucking oversight and you don't have any regulation. And you don't want to put the requisite amount of money into building actual rehabilitation facilities yep. and the amount of like governmental control that would be necessitated by that. You don't want to invest because you're ideologically Republican. and You feel like people wouldn't vote for you. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> the <laughs> the points have been made already, but I'm I'm furious, and yeah. I'm furious that all those those children and young adults died yeah. in this man's hands.
1: I know. Okay. Good night, guys. <laughs> this should be it. It's a weird ending. I like it.
0: Yeah. yeah.